This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. And as we now see the NHL post-trade deadline, we really know where teams are going and in which direction, which ones are now playing out the string. Joining us now to break it down is hockey co-host Nate Lundy. You can follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. How's it going, Nate? John, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, the trade deadline was kind of fun. Uh, like you said, we find out, you know, who has decided to punt uh, for the right. season uh, and who is, you know, going all in. Obviously, the big move with uh, Claude Giroux going to the uh, Florida Panthers. That was, uh, you know, one of the bigger names that happened. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury as well. So a lot of names that shuffled around. And, you know, it, it, the thing that always is interesting from a betting standpoint, even a DFS standpoint, is right after that deadline, sometimes you got to wait a little bit just to see how these guys fit in. What line are they going to be on? Um, you know, how they react to their line mates and their teammates. But it is obviously an exciting time for the NHL because now we're in that stretch run. Yeah, worth checking it out. Obviously, a few days later, you know, things haven't uh, haven't settled for everybody. The Colorado Avalanche played last night, but they didn't have Arturi Lekkinen, who they added at the deadline. There is still some uh, immigration-type stuff going from Canada to the U.S. So some of those players, when you're looking at those that have been moved, make sure they're currently with their teams, obviously, too, when you're putting any sort of bets together. But tonight we wanted to start with uh, one of those teams that actually did make a trade at least pretty close to the trade deadline and getting it done at the last moment. That's Carolina who added Max Domi to the equations. Carolina, of course, uh, one of the league's very, very best teams, 42, 15 and six. There's a reason that they were adding Obviously, that tonight they will then take on the Dallas Stars. Now, the Stars are in a very interesting spot. The Stars, at the moment, hold the last wild card spot in the West, one point ahead of the Golden Knights in Vegas, although they do have a couple games in hand. That would make the Stars, in theory, the hungrier team, but Carolina with 90 points on the season is certainly the better one. So how do you see this playing out, Nate? Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, you know, there's one thing to be hungry. It's another one for somebody to, you know, serve you up up the buffet. And unfortunately, I don't think Carolina is going to do that with Dallas. I think this is um, there's some really good games on the schedule tonight, Sean, as you and I were talking about before we started recording. Um, and in this particular case, between these two, um, you're talking about a Carolina team that is phenomenal at home. 24, 5 and 3 is their home record. Um, but if you look at the last um, five matchups between these two teams, they have been at or under six goals in four out of those five. And the fifth, as a matter of fact, only went over because the two teams went to overtime. So I'm looking at the total in this one, and I am expecting it to be a defensive battle, despite the fact that uh, Carolina in particular has obviously some great offensive weapons. These, both of these teams do. But I think that this is going to come down to goaltending. And when you look at Carolina, you're talking about a team that is number three in the NHL in save percentage with a 921. They just do not let a lot of goals through. And I think it's going to be a challenge for Dallas. I agree that they're hungry because they know that they're being chased for that wild card spot and they want to try to solidify their position. Um, and so that's the reason why I'm staying away from uh, the money line in this one, because I could see Dallas step up and make this interesting, especially if it stays low scoring. But it, I really do expect it to be low scoring. And that's why my favorite bet in this particular matchup is under on the six. 
I can see that making a, an awful lot of sense. Obviously, Carolina is going to be adding a new player. They are the better team, as we talked about. But, you know, things can change when you're talking about some of these teams that uh, are are absolutely desperate, and Dallas certainly qualifies. So I think that part of it is, is an interesting one. I really like the under that you're talking about because I agree. You know, when you're seeing it around six, uh, I'm thinking there is – no way I'm counting on something like that uh, to go up six with these kind of teams. So that doesn't make a lot of sense to me either, uh, especially if you want to combine those together, because I do like the Hurricanes in this one. I just think they're the better team. Uh, I think they're going to show it. They're at home. For me, everything lines up for Carolina, even though Dallas is desperate. I am going to go uh, with to kind of put those together in the in the parlay. I'm going to go with Carolina on that money line. And I'm going to go with the under six and a half. That that feels pretty safe to me, and it gets me into a plus 150 uh, over at DraftKings. If you really felt like it was going to be a defensive battle and wanted to give back another goal and put it under five and a half, that's plus 210. But to me, that feels maybe a little bit more risky. I like putting those two together because I agree with you. The under is definitely the way to go on this one. But I feel a little more confident about the Hurricanes, so I'm willing to put those two together. Hurricanes on the money line and that six and a half under to get myself into plus money, which, you know, I always love trying to dig for. Oh, yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, we tell betters this all the time. We've said it here on this podcast, Sean, many times and, and even just, you know, in conversations with friends. Um, you know, I, I tell folks when you get to the plus odds, be happy. Don't you know, a, a plus 150, a plus 170 is 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 satisfactory. Yes, you probably could bump it up like you just said, take it to the five and a half. Now it goes up over 200. You know what? That is a great payday. But you're still in plus odds territory, even by doing the six and a half. And so right. sometimes it's OK as a like I don't mind swinging for the fences every now and then. And, and you know, Sean, you and I've talked about and I've said on the pod before that I, I like doing that when I've been awarded a free bet. Right. I got ten dollars. It's a free bet. What do I care? Let's have some fun. Uh, and, you know, maybe I do that on a little bit more of a long shot. But when I'm just trying to put together a parlay, a lot of times taking those money lines as soon as I see those odds get to plus, that's when I enter in my bid amount and I hit OK. Yeah, that, that makes an awful lot of sense, really, because, you know, in theory, you're really mentally thinking of it in most cases, right? The, the way you maybe started out, OK, it's it's one to one, essentially, before you had uh, if you're doing it with your buddies or something, you before you had uh, juice for the house and things like that. So, yeah, I, that's kind of the strategy I have to in a lot of cases. Just see if I can get it into plus with something I'm comfortable at and then go with it there. So that's what I'll be looking at uh, in that game. But we both certainly agree that that under uh, is the way to go. These two teams don't allow a lot of goals. In fact, Carolina defensively, again, the goals against the very best in the league. So we'll move over to St. Louis, where we have two teams kind of going in opposite directions. The Blues will be hosting the Philadelphia Flyers. Of course, you talked about Claude Giroux. Giroux traded from the Flyers to the Florida Panthers. Flyers have packed it in. The Flyers are going ahead and, and moving on from the season. It's been a bad year, 2032 and 11. They're one of the worst teams in the league in orders of points. But going over to the St. Louis Blues side, they're in an interesting spot. They are not going to catch the Colorado Avalanche in the Central, who are 14 points up. That's not going to happen. But they are only one point ahead of the Minnesota Wild. And the Wild, as you pointed out, just added Marc-Andre Fleury. So the Blues can't afford to take this one lightly. Yeah, no, they they absolutely cannot. And and look, this is one of those, you know, every now and then, you know, we know that upsets happen. Uh, look no further than uh, than the Sweet 16 and, and St. Peter's. Right. I mean, we know that those kinds of things happen. However, 
Um, sometimes from a betting standpoint, um, it, it's good to not overthink it. And right now, as you just pointed out, the St. Louis Blues are just flat out a better team um, than Philadelphia. Philadelphia is phoning it in uh, for the rest of the season. Um, they will try to hit the reset in the offseason between draft and, and trades or, or free agency or whatever. Philadelphia will figure out what to do. Um, but when you look at these two teams, you talk about St. Louis. St. Louis right now is fifth in the NHL in goals per game at 3.55. Um, Philadelphia is second to the bottom, but frankly, they might as well be at the bottom because the separation between them and Montreal is one one hundredth of a goal. It's 2.52 and 2.51. I mean, both of these teams just suck at scoring. They just do. They don't have a lot of offensive firepower, um, between them. And so I, I frequently stay away from the puck line because I know that weird things can happen late in hockey games. But tonight, there's actually multiple games that I like it in. But this is one of them that I am going to take St. Louis and I am going to take them on the puck line at that minus one and a half because it's just they should absolutely handle the Philadelphia Flyers. And the Blues are minus 275 on the money line. But that puck line, the minus one and a half, actually takes it to minus 105. So you're almost at even money um, at DraftKings if you were to take the St. Louis Blues and lay the puck line. This is a team that is 27 and four at home going up against a squad that has only won seven road games all year. Oh, and have lost 13 in a row on the yes. road, which is what's happening right now for Philly. So it is a disaster. I, I would, I, I like the puck line move. I'm not quite so bold because sometimes this feels like a bit of a trap game, but I'm certainly going to pick the Blues in this game. I'll take them on the money line to try to get it uh, back into something that I that I like. I am going to go ahead and. and Combine that with Jordan Cairo, who I think has been obviously one of the more underrated players in the league this year. He's a very, very good player and a very good goal scorer. I'm going to take uh, Cairo as an anytime goal scorer. And of course, anytime you're getting going with goals and predicting it, it makes things very different. But that jumps it up to a plus 225. To my mind, they work together. I'm really just betting mentally on Cairo to, to score because if he does, I presume that goes a long way to making the Blues win. So I'll go ahead and go with Cairo and the money line on the blues and go for a plus 225 on that. Very nice payday. I like that one. And Cairo, a, a, a great young talent that's going to continue to put his stamp on the NHL. Um, I mean, he's he's fun to watch. He's he's really gelling at this level. And, and I think he's going to be um, a really fun talent to watch over the next several years. And so fast. Yes. <laughs> so that's one of the things you also like when teams uh, aren't particularly good on the road. I like the speed guys. So Cairo, for me, works out. We go over to Vegas, where I, we have one of the more interesting matchups of the evening. And that's because if you haven't been paying close attention, you probably assume that Vegas is one of the best teams in the West, which they have been for the last couple of years. Well, yes and no. As it stands today, they would not be in the playoffs, trailing the Stars, as we mentioned, by one point. But the Stars have four games in hand. Nashville is ahead of them at 78. So with, with Vegas finding themselves uh, really slipping and watching it slip away three and seven in their last 10, including losing their last two. I expect a desperate, desperate Vegas team against the Predators. Vegas will be hosting Nashville. That's the top wild card team going into town for the team that is trying to climb back into that wild card mix. What do you have? 
Well, and in, in this particular case, uh, you know, you're right. Like if it weren't for the fact that Vegas is so unbelievably desperate right now, because you talked about the fact that they don't have those games in hand. In fact, they and Anaheim have played the most games in the Western Conference. They've each got 66 games under their belt already. And you pointed out Dallas has only played 62. Minnesota has only played 61 um, in the central. And so, you know, as we go through and these teams are going into the stretch run, a team like Vegas is behind because they've already played more games, uh, as you said. So I think Vegas does have that desperation. I feel frankly, that if I matched these two teams up, um, and I put them on neutral ice or I moved this game from being at the end of March to being, uh, you know, at the end of January, I probably would go with the Predators because Vegas is dealing with a lot of players that are out. They're dealing with injuries. It's just it's just been mounting up. It's kind of been a snowball effect for them uh, to a certain extent, because I think Nashville right now is the better of the two teams because of the fact that Vegas is missing so many important pieces. But because of Vegas being as desperate as they are, that's why I'm staying away from this one in terms of trying to pick who the winner is. I'm actually going to go with a total and it, it might surprise you a little bit, but I'm going to take the over on six goals. Um, Nashville's actually been over in six out of their last seven games that they have played. Um, and I can see a Golden Knights team again that is down several of its stars um, allowing some goals to be able to sneak through. I think this game is going to have kind of a playoff atmosphere to it at T-Mobile Arena because Vegas is so desperate to make sure that they can make it um, into the postseason. So I think you're going to get a great vibe out of the crowd. Um, but I also believe that both of these teams at times um, have had some leaky defenses. They've allowed some some not necessarily cheap goals, but I don't know a better way to put it than that. And so I think the over is actually where I'm going to go with this one. And it's just a standard juice at a minus 110. I can uh, makes a lot of sense there. I get it. And I think when you're looking at this game, it really is uh, sort of a difficult one to break down because these two teams are going in different directions. But uh, my temptation there is to pick Vegas just because of the desperation involved. Now, I don't have a lot of confidence in their ability to get it done, but I do like the idea that uh, – Vegas is almost in do or die mode. When you think of the distance between these two teams, the games at hand that Dallas has, uh, this is really one of those games that's a four-point game in many ways. If, if the Predators do win this, they get to 80. Now they extend that substantially. There's one fewer game for Vegas. I think Vegas has to put everything on the line tonight. I think they'll win or I think they're going to get blown out. So that's a tricky one uh, for me, but I am going to go ahead and take them on the money line. I do like the idea of them basically playing all out today. I think it makes the most sense for them to go ahead and, and go after this game. I'm, if you want to go ahead and uh, mix it up a little bit, you're really, really feeling good. Uh, there is a way you can do that, obviously. And, and when you're looking at someone to score for Vegas, uh, Jonathan Marcheseau is the guy. You can get that into Big Time Plus if you pick him for an anytime goal scorer. I'll be totally honest, Nate. I'm not that bold. I'm just going to go with Vegas on the money line. And quite frankly, kind of cross my fingers. Yeah, exactly. This is this is what that's why I said that I, I just I was having a really hard time trying to decide where I would go if I were just doing a straight money line. So and even my overpick, I think I'm probably going to be crossing my fingers a little bit on this one, um, you know, and I might even debate taking um, that number down um, and, and pairing it up with another game um, in terms of totals, just because I, I mean, it. I feel like these two teams should be doing the scoring tonight. And like I said, I do expect that atmosphere at T-Mobile. Um, but would I be surprised if it went the other way, like you just said? Yeah, probably not. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, I suppose. Exactly. Well, you, you, you were putting together a, uh, a parlay for people to take a look at tonight. What do you have? Yeah, it's actually a pretty simple one, um, to be honest with you. Um, and it's uh, taking two different teams just to win in regulation. Um, so uh, like you and I have, have pointed out before, if you're new to the podcast, this is um, sometimes referred to as the three-way line, sometimes referred to as the 60-minute line. Um, and in other, some of sites just refer to it as win in regulation. So any, any of those things are the same. It basically means the game doesn't go to overtime. Um, and in this particular case, there are two teams that are heavy favorites tonight that should take care of business and therefore i'm going to take both of them to win in regulation the first one is florida on the road against the montreal Canadiens. the second one is edmonton at home against the san jose sharks if i take both of those to win in regulation on DraftKings, that takes it to a plus 170 that's a nice payday for two teams that really should skate away and win with relative ease yeah, I, I like that one uh, as well, and I think that's a really, really good fit because anytime you can pit those teams that are, are pretty heavy favorites and certainly are for a reason, and you can get it into plus, ooh, those are the ones I like. Yeah, so it, that's a really good And one. I would tell folks, not just that, and it could be that there's another game that you like, but here's what's really interesting, Sean. There are 10 games on the schedule tonight in the National Hockey League, and if you look just at the money line, seven of those 10 games have a favorite that is at minus 200 or higher. Um, I mean, there are heavy, heavy favorites on the on the schedule tonight. So you could take, like I just said, Florida and Edmonton. That becomes a plus 170. But I also told you that I thought St. Louis was going to win, um, that I was taking them on the puck line. Well, obviously, a win on the puck line means it's going to happen in regulation. So perhaps St. Louis is one that you want to pair up with. Um, uh, the Winnipeg Jets, who should take care of Ottawa, for example. So you might be able to build yourself a couple of different two-leg in-regulation parlays tonight and maybe get yourself a nice little payday. And, uh, you know, in my case, probably make up for the losses that I've had uh, betting the NCAA tournament. <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good tournament. And, of course, you know, if you're so inclined, of course, you, the games are also tonight. So you can maybe um, do a mixed sport parlay. Those are also kind of fun, too, with some of the teams that we've talked about tonight and with your favorite uh, college basketball bets as well. I like those those nights when there are a lot of different games on the schedule that are heavy favorites because on occasion, maybe I feel bold and maybe I'm going to turn that two into a three or even four team. Knowing that those numbers rocket up if you, if you end up getting uh, more teams involved in there. Yeah, longer odds, less likely to all hit. But if they do, ooh, that makes you lead into a very, very fun weekend. So there are a lot of options tonight to take a look at. This is what we do here on Sticks and Stacks. Appreciate you tuning in. If you'd like, you can subscribe right here, wherever you're listening to your podcast, you can do that. And if you'd like to check Nate out, you should. Yeah, of course, it has another podcast, the Fade the Noise podcast, also on this network with Brad Evans. Make sure you check that out. And to find out the latest, you follow Nate on Twitter at Nate Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me if you'd like it, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. Nate, we'll get back uh, at it, and we'll let you know how we did, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Yeah, going to do it again tomorrow. Got some more great games on the schedule and uh, really looking forward to it. And as you pointed out when we were talking about the wild card standings, this is the stretch run. This is the fun time. All right. Well, good luck. Have fun. For Nate Lundy, I'm Sean Drotar. Thanks for listening to Six and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.